This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and this is a bonus episode of the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Recently, I was thrilled to be asked to give the commencement address for my daughter Eleanor's high school graduation. I worried that Eleanor might not be enthusiastic about this development, and I was surprised and gratified that she was pleased. In writing this commencement address, I wanted to explore transcendent themes, and I did. But I also have a very practical side to my nature, and without quite meaning to do it, I wrote two commencement addresses— the profound, and the practical. In a moment, you'll hear the version I delivered in June 2023 about five essential paradoxes for happiness. Uh, One note, so the conclusion makes sense. The school song begins with the line, we go forth unafraid, strong with love and strong with learning. And the song's final line is, here we have learned to go forth unafraid. You'll hear me refer to those lines in the conclusion. If you'd like to read or print the commencement address, I'll post it in an article on GretchenRubin.com. I'll also post a link to the practical commencement address that I did not deliver. Here it is. This year's commencement speaker Gretchen Rubin started her career in law. While clerking for Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, she realized she really wanted to be a writer. She went on to become a highly acclaimed writer, known for her ability to distill and convey complex ideas from science to literature to stories from her own life with levity and clarity. Gretchen's books have sold millions of copies in more than 30 languages, including the number one bestseller, The Happiness Project, which spent two years on the bestseller list and inspired a class in a former school where I worked. Better Than Before and The Four Tendencies. Her most recent book, is life in five senses. As the founder of the Happiness Project, Gretchen has become one of the today's most influential and thought-provoking observers of happiness and human nature. She's the host of the podcast, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, and founder of the award-winning Happier app, which helps people track their happiness-boosting habits. 
Gretchen draws on cutting-edge research, ancient philosophy, deep insight into human behavior, and most of all, stories from her own experience to communicate big ideas. She manages to be both entertaining and serious, soulful and practical, thought-provoking, yet propulsively readable. And she writes about herself in a way that makes readers want to change their own lives. Gretchen has been interviewed by Oprah, eaten dinner with Nobel Prize winner Danielle Kahneman, walked arm in arm with the Dalai Lama, had her work reported on in a medical journey, journal, been written up in the New Yorker, and has been an answer on Jeopardy. <laughs> While the New York Times called Gretchen the queen of the self-help memoir, she says, I would describe myself as self-helpful, not self-help. Of her many accomplishments, Gretchen is most proud of her daughters Eliza, Dalton alumna, class of 2017, and Eleanor, Dalton class of 2023. Please welcome Gretchen Rubin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. Congratulations to head of school, Jose de Jesus, teachers, proud families and friends, and above all, to the class of 2023. It's deeply moving for me to be here as a parent, to see all of you up on stage, dressed in your caps and gowns. I remember taking a photo of Eleanor outside Little Dalton on the first day of kindergarten. I thought, she's already so big, and comforted myself by thinking, she's only in kindergarten. Senior year will never come. Yet here we are at that impossible milestone. The days are long, but the years are short. Now, graduates, whatever you're doing next, you're entering a new stage of life. Your friends, your schedule, your city, your relationship to your family, what you eat for breakfast, all may change. That's exciting and also scary. You may worry, how do I make sense of what's coming next if all I know is high school? But if you're anything like me, over and over, as you go through life, you'll find yourself thinking, gosh, this is just like high school. Life is high school. It says high school is the first time we notice it. <laughs> again and again, we have to start over, find our place, find our friends, find our way to be in the world. I study happiness in human nature, and I've discovered something surprising. The opposite of a profound truth is also true. So the study of happiness is often the study of paradoxes. We grapple with happiness paradoxes throughout our lives, and graduates, you've probably faced them many times already. Now you're at a time of transition when they become particularly urgent. So I offer five essential paradoxes that may help you make sense of your experiences, what you've experienced in the past and what you'll experience in the future. Because Life is high school, and high school is life. Paradox number one, be selfish, if only for selfless reasons, and be selfless, if only for selfish reasons. When it comes to happiness, many people ask, in a world full of suffering and injustice, is it morally appropriate for an individual to seek to be happier? But in fact, research shows and experience confirms that when we're happier, we're more likely to engage with the problems of the world, to give our time and money and energy, to vote, to be compassionate, 
and we're more interested in making change. Happiness doesn't make people stay out late and party. It helps them decide, let's start a campus-wide rooftop solar program. Working on our own happiness strengthens us to tackle the challenges of society. That airline reminder has become a cliche because it is true. We each have to secure our own oxygen mask first if we're going to help other people. So if it is selfish to try to be happier, we should be selfish if only for selfless reasons. At the same time, we should be selfless if only for selfish reasons. One of the best ways to make ourselves happy is to make other people happy. Do good, feel good. It really works. I remember talking to a friend who in her 20s went through a really tough time. She got fired, her boyfriend broke up with her, and she was rejected from a graduate school program. I asked her how she got through it, and she told me, I was practically addicted to volunteering and doing good deeds. They were the only things that made me feel better. We should be selfish, if only for selfless reasons, and we should be selfless, if only for selfish reasons. Paradox number two, you're unique, exactly like everybody else. <laughs> you're one of a kind, a singular combination of abilities and interests, and the same is true of everyone around you. We're all unique, and we're all very ordinary. For instance, one of the most universal emotions is the feeling that you don't belong. So when you feel like you don't fit in, say on the first day of freshman year, you fit right in. Even when you think, nobody feels the way I do, probably they do. R drummer Ringo Starr told a funny story about the summer that the Beatles were recording the White Album. He briefly left the group, and he goes to visit John Lennon and says, I'm leaving the group because I'm not playing well and I feel unloved, and you three are really close. And John says, I thought it was you three. Then Ringo visits Paul McCartney and says, I'm leaving the band. You three guys are really close, and I'm out of it. Paul replies, I thought it was you three. So Ringo doesn't even bother to visit George Harrison. <laughs> because we're unique, exactly like everybody else, one of the great challenges of our lives is to know ourselves. You might think, I know myself, I just hang out with myself all day long, but it's hard to know ourselves. We get distracted by the way we wish we were, or by the way other people want us to be, or we take our strengths for granted. Because I write about happiness, sometimes people say to me, give me the short answer. What's the best way, the most scientifically proven way to become happier? And I say, well, there's no one right way. We each have to figure it out for ourselves. And they say, sure, sure, just give me the best way. For a long time, this question stumped me. But now when they ask, what's the best way to create a happy life? I respond, what's the best way to cook an egg? They say, well, it depends on how you like to eat your eggs. And I say, right. We each have the answer that's right for us. There can't be a one-size-fits-all answer to tell you how to achieve your aims. Other people can suggest possibilities, but they can't figure it out for you, and you can't figure it out for them. You're unique, exactly like everybody else. Paradox number three. 
Not choosing is a choice. During times of change, such as the one you graduates are entering, we need to figure out what we want, and that's daunting. Because that question is so hard, when we're faced with choices, it's easy to drift. Drift is the decision we make by not deciding. We drift when we feel like other people or processes are moving events forward and we're just being carried along. We drift when we find ourselves doing or getting something because the people around us are doing it or want it. You go to medical school because both your parents are doctors. You take a job because someone offers you that job. We drift because we want the respect of the people around us, or we want to avoid a fight or a bout of insecurity, or we want to end uncertainty, so we take the path of least resistance. I drifted into law school. I didn't know what else to do, and I thought, well, it'll keep my options open. I can always change my mind later. I can't turn down this terrific opportunity. The word drift has overtones of laziness or ease. Not true. Drift is often disguised by a huge amount of effort. For me, law school was drift, and it was hard every step of the way, from studying for the LSAT to clerking for the Supreme Court. Looking back, I'm glad I went to law school. And that's another confusing thing about drift. Sometimes drift does make you happy. Bad decision-making can lead to good outcome. But don't count on it. <laughs> drift is dangerous, because when we drift, we're not mindfully choosing. As writer James Baldwin noted, if you don't live the only life you have, you won't live some other life you won't live any life at all. In the end, we must choose, because not choosing is a choice. Paradox number four. Accept yourself and expect more from yourself. One great challenge is to be true to ourselves, yet also push ourselves. This is a very tricky paradox, and you, at the end of your high school years, are probably quite familiar with it. Sometimes it can be hard to know when to accept, hey, that's not me, that's not my thing, or when to push ourselves toward a goal that's uncomfortable. In one of my first jobs, a work friend told me he'd gotten a great promotion, but as part of it, he had to give big presentations to a large group, and he hated public speaking. When he told his boss, his boss said, it's okay. If you don't want to do it, I'll assign that role to someone else. So my friend had to decide, accept himself or expect more from himself. He decided to give the presentations. As you consider a difficult aim, only you can decide if it's the right aim for you. Should you take statistics, join the intramural basketball team, audition for the improv group, launch the startup, run for office. Accept yourself and expect more from yourself. And just as we can use paradox number four to help us understand how we can consider ourselves, we can use paradox number five to understand how others consider us. Paradox number five. Love is unconditional, and love is demanding. Graduates, I'm sure you have felt the weight of this paradox. 
and probably quite recently. Love accepts you just as you are, and love expects the best from you. I heard a great example of this paradox from musician Roseanne Cash about a conversation she had with her husband and musical collaborator John Leventhal. Both, by the way, Dalton parents, class of 2017. The two were in Nashville where Roseanne did a guest session on another band's album. John came along to hang out during the recording. After the session, he didn't say anything. So Roseanne asked, how did you like it? He replied, I would have pushed you harder. Love says, you're the best. And love says, you can do better. Graduates, sometimes the people around you, parents, teachers, bosses, coaches, friends, may get this wrong. Because we see so much good, we don't realize when we're pushing too hard. But when you think about all the reminders, to-do lists, and lectures you've received, remember, our insistence that you live up to your potential is an expression of our boundless love. Love is unconditional, and love is demanding. So those are five paradoxes for this day, which celebrates both an ending and a commencing. And here's a bonus paradox. I'm sad to see the years at Dalton come to an end, and I'm happy too. I'm sad to say farewell to an institution that my family loves, and happy to see all you graduates ready to go out into the world, strong with love and strong with learning. Now it's time to go forth unafraid. Thank you. If you'd like to read or print this commencement address, I'll post a link in the show notes. I'll also post a link to the practical commencement address that I did not deliver. If you'd like to sign up for my weekly newsletter, Five Things Making Me Happy, you can sign up for free at GretchenRubin.com newsletters. More than one million people get my newsletters. Onward and upward. From the Onward Project. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.